Hi there, everybody. Welcome to Cats Podcast. I mean, I'm uh, sorry. I mean, the Finger Guns Podcast. How you doing? My name is Roscoe. I am joined this week by Miles Thompson. Hello again, sir. Feels like only yesterday I was doing one of these just a minute ago. Oh, the gaming season. The gaming so season. I've missed this. The the rigmarole of every day of now we're going to do a reaction pod, other more games to see, there's 600 more games to see. I'm never going to oh, have yeah. time to play them all. I love it. I still remember the very best bit of last week. We were like, we'll take a night off on Wednesday. And then we were like, oh, <laughs> we missed Pony. Let's just make one up. <laughs> we were just in the Slack, weren't we? Like, oh, we've got nothing to pod about. Should we find something to pod about? Let's find yeah. something to pod about. So we did. And it turns out that that, I think, was one of my favourite episodes we've ever done of anything. Ah. So, um, I so love that Last of Us um, podcast. I think it's really awesome. That was a sick podcast. I really, really had fun with that one. And uh, yeah, we need more like that, I think. If you're listening and you're a fan of Last of Us Part 2, why don't you go back and find our Last of Us Part 2 retrospective? Two of us love the game. Two of us don't like the game. It's a fascinating conversation. No, genuinely, it really is. It's it really, really interesting. Um, it was great. And, of course, where would we be without the one, the only, Cat? Hello. Hello, pal. How are you? All right, thanks. Back in my righteous seat as a pod member. <laughs> Look, I just want to say, um, if you if you had, did listen to the absolutely monstrous Xbox Showcase podcast, Kat was told about that, I want to say, four hours in advance? Yes, yeah, probably about <laughs> that, yeah. And I had no idea. I thought it would be like 20 minutes. I was like, yeah, I got back hours. I'm like going through like five games, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll give it a go. Fuck and, it. What's um, the last that can happen? Yeah, a lot, a lot of stuff sort of went wrong in the planning, and so Cat was like, "I was like, Cat, you want to host the podcast?" And dude, you absolutely killed it. Oh, thank you so much. Like, thank you. They were big boots, you know, like when little five-year-olds go around and they're like mum's heels, and they're like flopping around because the shoes are so big. That's how I felt. I was like, right, these are big boots to fill. Um, <laughs> felt like a little kid flopping around in their big dad shoes. <laughs> and you know what you get the, the most important thing i think the most impressive thing you did was keep the enthusiasm up the entire time oh, thank like you, you they, it was a long old pod and everyone yeah, especially Xbox, miles he was Bethesda. like what the fuck bros <laughs> miles was still you know as ever inquisitive really interesting to listen to and always has these very kind of like long elongated wonderful speeches that he's sorry asking. No, they're brilliant. This let, let let me finish. Let me finish. And it's just it was just amazing because I think by the time you got to Starfield, it could have just as easily gone. Yeah, fuck Starfield. I'm tired. I don't want to go with me. But you know, oh. everyone's everyone's energy was kept up, and it was because of it, I think it was because of Cat's enthusiasm for the whole thing, and it was just wonderful, mate. So well, it was oh, just brilliant. Oh, that means a lot coming from the host. So thank you so much, Ross. It was thank so great. And Mars, you all did a cracking job. A cracking job, considering yes. it was like it wasn't just like a. A weekly pod it was a oh <laughs> a here you go pod. that's probably the longest pod we've ever done right apart from maybe the last of us two spoiler thing that, that, that ended up quite two, a while two hours wasn't it? wasn't it yeah i think oh, that, yeah. that was shorter than this one the biggest one yeah. is our game of our game of the years are always long because there's always so many oh, games together yeah, that's true um, yeah. that was over three hours last time uh, oh, damn. Yeah, yeah. but yeah everyone did super well like i'm so glad toby got to come on um and had the opportunity to we had elliot cry like 15 minutes in we're like oh no we might lose toby <laughs> um and uh yeah and josh did really well like considering it you know he he he's a big love of the pod and he, he loves games and the fact that like when we asked him he was like really 
you want little old me to come on the pod? And he showed us like little pictures of his um, kind of like notes that he was doing. And then we literally put him through two and a half hours of rigmarole pod. <laughs> you know what, <laughs> so though? He is it. the most knowledgeable dude. Like, yeah. he was bringing things. Yeah. I was like, damn, like, I'm, like, I'm the, learning the, the stuff. The Rick and Morty game thing where I was talking all about the director, I was like, cool, man, I just know that was a Netflix show. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, that was a baptism of fire on his yeah. part. He did really well. Everyone did really well. So, yeah, Josh uh, killed it. Toby killed it. Yeah. yeah, you might hear some more from Josh in the future, hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. If, if yeah. you have him back, I'm sure he'll... Yeah. Absolutely. Now, let's get talking about video games. <gasps> let's that, do that. That's a thing that we do, isn't it? Um, With our game of the week, I don't know if anyone has actually had time to play a video game this week, but if you have, let's talk about it. Um, Kat, what's your game of the week? Uh, my game of the week is, is a game I've had time to play, is a game I wish I didn't play. <laughs> 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 I wish I gave my time somewhere else, you know, to like one of the showcases. Um, my game of the week is Jumanji, The Cast Returns. And like, right, so if you know me personally, you will know a couple of things about me. So a couple of things is that um, I'm absolutely chaotic, but in the best way. Um, I love I love roast potatoes. <laughs> and um I really want Taylor Swift to be my best friend. And the last thing is that people will know, people who actually know me will know that I've not been able to bring myself to watch a Robin Williams movie since he died. And I cried for about three days when he died. Jumanji is my favorite film of all time. So when something like that comes along, and you didn't know, I don't think you knew that when I when I said, yeah, I'll take Jumanji. Um, so if you give me something that is linked to Robin Williams or linked to the franchise, which makes him, you know, it adds to the perfection of the character and the human that he is, and then you make it a really shit game we're gonna have issues because they do inspire it and I think there's so essentially it's a board game okay so it was it came out on steam um a couple of months years ago I don't know um and it's also out on mobile and then this time it's coming out on switch now credit where credit's due they have changed the game up ever so slightly with all the issues so like it looks a bit different from mobile to you know uh, steam to switch switch is a little bit more in depth but when you think of Jumanji Ross and you think, wow, that could be a board game, what would you expect? What would you just want from that board game? I think, do you know the Monopoly video games? Yeah. I want something like that. That would be but fucking sick, you know. Jumanji style yeah. with like, you know, animals running everywhere and yeah. Karen Gillan staring at me seductively, you know, those, those <laughs> kind of things. And the thing is, would you expect, like, I don't know, like, you know, like a Mario Party where like, there's like some sort of mini games where like yeah, you're running. For sure. Right. Yeah. None of that. <laughs> oh. So essentially, it's a card deck board game, which is fine. That absolutely is fine. And it's taken from the 1995 original film. So you have Alan in there, you have Judy, you have Peter, you have Sarah's characters, which is great. You can play as them. And there are some really nice nuances. You can tell whoever's developed this does really like the film because there's just a couple of eagle-eyed details in there uh like for example like wherever you finish your role whichever kind of environment you finish your role in like that's where they start again which obviously like is the same as the film because obviously they take the board everywhere with them but when they finish they're going to have to do it again um you know stuff like that but it's a card deck kind of playing game um and essentially you roll the dice it gives you a riddle just like it does in Jumanji and then you go to this like combat system and the combat system is completely RNG your hand changes every time you make a move and it's not turn-based 
So you can essentially bottom bash the, the whole way through the combat. It will give you an objective. So it will tell you that you need to kill like 10 mosquitoes or two elephants and a zebra or four, hip, 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 four rhinos and, a, and, an, and an alpha elephant or some monkeys, or whatever. And that's really it. Like it is just this sense of like, there's no strategy towards it, but they kind of, it felt like they were trying to build a lot of strategy into it. It's got like a million meters. So you've got a magic meter. You've got a meter for, you know, the longer you wait, the more powerful your card is. The enemies have a rage meter. And then when that rage meter fills, they can hit you. And they only ever hit you with vines. But you've also got cards in your hand that can reduce that meter. And because you can go at any time, you can just like go through, you can just click the same card. Yeah, it just, it got pretty uninspiring pretty quickly. And it just was really disappointing because I was playing it with Miles. And then the second time we played, we were already seeing some of the same riddles. And I was like, and the games are like 10 minutes long, if that, 10, 15 minutes long, like no, no more than 15 minutes. We probably bashed through about three or four or five games within an hour and a half, if that. Um, we kind of felt like we'd seen everything because we were just getting the same objectives, same environments. And then it was really easy. So we were like, oh, we'll put the difficulty up. And all the difficulty does is kind of sponge the enemies. And obviously, and so if you lose the battle, that environment gets vined. So they do use the same environments as Jumanji. So you've got the shop, you've got the like the street, you've got the attic. Um, but nothing changes in regards to what you're fighting where in terms of kind of like, you know, it will always be an animal that you fight. It'll just be different. So it might be, you know, mosquitoes, it might be fish, it might be flipping zebras or it might be an alpha monkey and the difference between alpha and not is that you have to use magic instead oh you have magic because that's that's you know yeah robin williams just bashed out his magic card you know oh yeah i remember all the magic yeah magic magic. yeah the magic card Mm. (laughs) i don't know it just fell a little flat for me and i think it would have been a perfectly fine i said this in my review so my review um will be coming up probably in the next 24 hours i've done it it just seems um, lovely editing, lovely Sean to rewrite my chaoticness. Um, but I basically said that the long and short of it is the game is fine, but it's less fine because it's attached to such a well-loved franchise. It's like when they do like spin-offs and they just do spin-offs to try and make the game popular because people love the franchise. Whereas if they'd have done it on their own, it would have been just fine. But now you've like extra disappointed people because you 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 kind of linked it with a big lovely franchise that people mm. love and yeah, yeah so it was fine it's definitely not to our audience but I think that for younger kids it's great because of the attention span but I do think this is a game that was built for mobile that maybe should stay mobile because it would probably be more fun I think it's not built for the switch because the switch has bought you know look at it, like you know if it you know if you compare it to the other genres of board game on the switch you're up against Monopoly. You're up against Mario Party. You're up against, you know, <laughs> all of those other kind of humongous games. No one's going to play your 10-minute... Well, maybe people do. I don't know. But, like, it just mm. felt really out of place. But mm. it wouldn't have felt out of place on mobile. It sounds like it kind of harkens back to those sort of crappy movie spin-off games that we got yeah. subjected to in, like, the PS2 era. Yeah, and like, it just, there's, there's a film yeah. that's just we have the license. What are we gonna do with it? Uh, yeah, and it just yeah, and I feel like if they were gonna do a board game, especially Jumanji, that is a flipping board game. Like it's it a really board is. game film. It was it wrong, written really. for you. 
Uh, so yeah, it was disappointing. I mean, there's there's some charm there, but it, it wasn't for me, I'm afraid. Um, yeah, it just doesn't add anything. Um, yeah, but, uh... video games continue to be a bit pap because there was Jumanji the video game, which was like a three D thing. You got to yeah. play as like Jack Black and Kevin Hart and stuff and The Rock and okay, um, cool. I didn't. Try it that was out. awful. It was like Strange Brigade, but shit. Yeah, um, yeah, and so yeah, so Souls guys. Uh, uh... Yeah. So that's my game of the week. Love it. <laughs> Sounds great. Sounds awesome. <laughs> uh, Miles Thompson, your game of the week, sir. I've got a lot. <laughs> so I finished some Platinum Delden Ring. I think it was last Yay! week. At long bloody last. Finally did it. Um, well done. So, thank you. You're listening, Hicks. That. You're listening. <laughs> I want to see the fire giant. Why the fire giant? You're like 95% of the way there. Um, yeah, no, so that was great. And so I decided, well, what better game to go on to from a massive, big 50, 60 hour open world game than another one? So I started Horizon immediately after. Excellent choice. Um, I'm about five or six hours in, still in the opening kind of area bit. I don't actually think I've gotten to the Forbidden West part yet. Um, it's very Horizon. She's still just as floaty and weirdly controlling as she was in the first game. But I've missed the combat so much. And I've kind of thrown back into it really quickly. I love shooting parts off of robot dinosaurs. It's just, yeah, it feels like I'd never stop playing it, even though I haven't for like four or five years, whatever it is now. Um, yeah, Horizon's great. I know it's been talked about a lot, so I'm not going to dwell on that one, but that's the main one I'm playing. And then I've also been playing, um, I can't remember the actual name, but it's something like Guild of Dungeoneering or something like that on the Switch. Um and this one surprised me. When I picked it up, I looked at the trailer, I thought, uh, it's probably not going to be great. I'll give it a go. But it's all right. It's it's pretty decent. So it's kind of like uh, playing a D&D, or if anyone's played Munchkin before, it's kind of like that board game style. Um, so you start off with like a single room of your dungeon, and you slowly expand it by going out and exploring. You take on dungeons, so you get like individual dungeoners, depending on what room that you have. Um, they've all got different like decks, so it's card based. Um, so I've got like an ice cream scooper dungeoneer who can do like double damage as long as he's not holding any weapons because he throws ice cream at them instead, which I find fucking hilarious that I'm taking on a polar bear and throwing ice cream at it to kill it. Um, in the dungeons, you have to like craft their route towards like whatever the objective is. So there's like a room you've got to get to. You've got to use like different cards that pop up and it's completely random. You can end up with loads of cards that are really good or ones that are completely shit. But also the boss at the end of the level might be level four and you might be level one at the start. So you've got to actually in your hand, you'll get given like enemy cards and you've got to place them along your route to make sure you fight enough of them. Each time you kill something that's your level or above, you level up. So you've got to like tactically give yourself combat encounters to make sure you're strong enough to finish the level. Um, and yeah, if, if your dungeoneer dies, they're gone for good. If they manage to win loads of runs and do loads of dungeons, they get extra traits and abilities and kind of cool powers. So whenever you lose one, it feels really devastating. I had one guy that I cleared like nine dungeons with and then he got killed to some bullshit RNG. And I was fuming. I was genuinely gutted that I'd lost Nancy. Um, weirdly, they were called... Yeah, they were called Nancy, but yeah. Um, it was just really fun. I've really enjoyed it. And it's not the most in-depth game once you kind of get a grip of the different decks that each Dungeoneer has based on their class and who they are. There's not a lot more to it. All of the dungeons are kind of similar style. You have to just get to a certain point within it and then kill whatever's there or get to a certain room. Um, but there's a lot of content in here. I've probably done like 
a quarter, maybe coming up to about a half of the total amount of dungeons that there are. And it's just like it's never ending. So, yeah, this one's a nice little indie title to pick up if you're into the whole like D&D and, yeah, like I said, the kind of board game style of leveling up and killing monsters and fighting things. Um, there's even like a little dungeon that's like based on Frozen the movie and the last boss is naturally looks exactly like Elsa but it's like the the non-copyrighted Frozen type princess I think they called it um, which gave me a chuckle <laughs> that's cool yeah I was like yeah fair enough that's pretty cool um, so yeah it's it's probably a cool little game I think it's worth picking up um, I'm going to be writing up a review for it soon so keep a lookout for that but yeah not a bad way to spend your time all right lovely stuff yeah Lovely stuff indeed. Ross, do you have a game of the week? My game of the week is Metal Hellsinger. Oh my god, yes, yes, yes. I also played that too. (laughs) It's so good. Um, I mean, it's not not a game. It's more of a demo. Um, Currently available on everything. Xbox Series X, PS5, PC. Guys, you've just got to check out this game. It is absolutely rad. If you can get past uh, Troy Baker doing like a Joel impression um, over the intro, it's just a radical first-person shooter where you shoot to the beat. Um, you've got to keep on beat in order to get the highest scores and to get one-shot kills and to get um, the the vocals of the song playing. The more you get going, the more of the song that you hear. Um, and it's just it's just Doom. It's just Doom freaking Guitar Hero. It's absolutely bonkers. And I had an absolute well over time with it. I thought I did really, really well on it. And then I saw Miles' high score and I realized I didn't do very well at all. Sorry, mate. But, it's like I knew that was fucking gonna happen. It doesn't matter. It's all right. Um, I don't play games to compete. I just want to have some fun. And it was, uh, yeah, it's an absolute blast. I'm going day one on this bad boy, big time, uh, because I think it's gonna be tough. I don't think I'm gonna beat it at all, but I'm gonna have a great time trying. Um, and it's it's surprisingly simple to keep uh, to the rhythm. Um, the, the the reticle that you have, the reticle, sorry, um, that you have in the center of the screen keeps to the beat the whole time. And so if you do get lost, you can keep to that. And it's it's quite easy to do actually. And there's there's like there's modes and techniques where you can reload at reload to the beat as well, which gives you extra perks and gives you extra power. So yeah, it's it's hell let loose, but it's just metal and it's so badass. And yeah, can't wait to play the full game in September, I think. So yeah, nope. it's gonna be great. Do you know what my favorite part of it was? That as you build up the combo multiplier, once you get to 16 times, the lyrics of the song then kick in. So as you play better and get in rhythm, the song and the music becomes more badass. So it's like... Uh... Yeah, I just said that. Oh, sorry, I missed that. You're not even listening to me. <laughs> sorry, got that part out. God. Sorry. <laughs> wow. I was listening. Wow. Listen. Wow. Wow. You've just been exposed. You've just been exposed. I, there, I actually was listening. I must have had a complete mind blank for like 10 seconds. I'm really sorry. Yeah. Oh, so you were thinking Ross didn't make it to level to like time 16, so there's no way he would have known that. Um, but I did, actually, and I found that bit, and it was great. Um, so I can't recommend anything else higher than uh, Metal Health singer, singer. I've also been playing a demo for Soundful. Uh, Sean's got a review of that incoming. Um, it's another game where you play through the beat, but it's more of a kind of isometric adventure puzzler, very similar to, um, say, like Hades or Bastion, that kind of thing. Um, it's got that kind of style, but... The cool thing is you can add your own music to this one. So you can actually play to the beat of your own songs. So you can add your own kind of playlist and uh, play through the game to music that you want to listen to. Um, so that's really cool. Um, yes, I did put my own music into it. And uh, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was a lot of fun blasting away to uh, to music that I'd written. So that was a laugh. But if you, can, if you want to play it to any song that you like, you can upload these songs into the game 
and you can uh, play to them, play to their beat, which is really cool. Uh, so yeah, check out Soundfall as well. I mean, I oh, know there's so many games. There's so many games. I want to jump into the Steam Next Fest. Um, I'm gonna do that over the weekend. Thankfully, I've got some time off over the weekend, so I'm gonna jump in and check out all the demos, all the demos, and it's gonna be a blast. But uh, yeah, God. Metal Hellsinger, Soundfall. I'm playing a lot of music-based games right now, and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Um, right then, let's do the quiz with K to the T to the B to the A. That's not right. Kaba. <laughs> A to the A. A to the B to the T to the A. Kubtas. Kubtas. Kind of has a ring to it, to be fair. Yeah. I've just had another four emails. Oh my god, I can't take this anymore. I love. Do you know what? I really. In a minute, I'm gonna go shopping like Toby just did. It's like you know, like when you have like a big banquet in front of you. It's like Toby grabbed both of his big arms and went, "Woof, these are mine." <laughs> I love them for it. I can't wait to get into it. Oh, before um, we do that, should we go through the breaking news that we just saw on Twitter? Yes, we shall. So, um, do you want to kick off, Ross? Um, yeah, this is Kat to explain the breaking news that just oh, appeared okay. on Twitter. <laughs> I didn't know nice. we definitely were talking about the same thing. That wasn't. We were, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, interestingly, uh, Focus Entertainment just came out. Well, they came out about nine hours ago and was like, and they tagged Plague Tale, bearing in mind, if you don't know, Focus Entertainment are uh, publishing and developers. So, you know, they're, they're just really kind of, I guess, tongue in cheeking themselves. Maybe they've read a lot of what Twitter had said of like, hey, hang on a minute, you just showed like a really in-depth gameplay and there's no release date so they they tagged Pegtail and they said what no release date and then underneath this they have now got their own showcasing for Pegtail which they've promised a release date for and it's an extended gameplay trailer and that is on the 23rd of June at let's have a look uh 9 a.m pdt time 6 p.m cest time and 12 p.m um I don't know what that is in BST time. I think, yeah, it's on that night. <laughs> I'm working, so I'm going to miss it. But it's uh, why, why, why not it's just put the date? Away. It's like, and also as well, like, why not how... just put it in the showcase? <laughs> and also as well, yeah, like an exclusive gameplay trailer. It sounds like, well, we saw one last night. What more exclusivity do you want to show us? Yeah, and I think sorry. you're right. So Ross's kind of reply to that in the in Slack was the only way that I will forgive this is if it's a shadow drop. And that—that's a fucking good shout. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm not happy about this at all. <laughs> they're, they're, not gonna gonna <laughs> they're not going to shadow drop it. They're not going to shadow drop it. No, they're but not. Like, they should. But then why do this? Why do this at all? Uh, yeah, I anyway. don't understand why they did that. It is complete like, stupidity. I feel like they're just dragging out for no reason. Especially if they're going to like say it's for like December. That's just really strange. They Could might you imagine if they're like, oh, it's May 2023. We'll be like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, but like, it would be just really strange if they like made us wait. To, well, they've, they've made us wait this long for the showcase. We expected Plague Tale to be there. They've shown uh, many minutes to Plague Tale and dedicated Plague Tale with no release date. Then they're like, oh shit, we, we got a bit of heat. You know, rather than just putting a tweet out there being like, our bad guys, you know, actually we're happy to release the date. Our bad that it wasn't an ASO. They're going to make us another 10 days to potentially wait another six months. No. It's not uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, yes, of course I'll buy it day one, guys, but yeah. no, not happy about like, it. Yes, I'm going to pre-order <laughs> it. Of course I fucking am, but like, no. <laughs> but I want to know when I should pre-order it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, ridiculous decision. Anyway. Anywho. Cat, apologies. Do carry on. What was that? Oh, the quiz. The yeah. Quiz. Oh, uh, yes. The quiz. <laughs> I was like, I have nothing more to say about that. Lance, <laughs> um, okay, so we're back to themes. Um, 
if you did listen to the podcast last night, you will remember that Vin Diesel is a part of the oh, new no. arc. So that That's made me strange. think, oh, what no. kind of theme could I pull in with that? Oh, and no. that theme would be celebrity in video games. I feel mm. like Ross is going to have this nailed down. <laughs> really? So I've got so. some, like, I really wanted to stray away from, like, what does Norman Reedus play in? Like, you know, kind of, I wanted to actually make this somewhat challenging. There, there might be some that people get straight away. There are some where people have played multiple people, you know, um, in games. So I've also going to give you the year to give you a bit of a hint oh. of, kind of what game I'm talking about. Because not only am I talking about maybe mocap, I'm also talking about voice acting as well. Okay. Um, and this ranges from the earliest of 2006 to uh-huh. uh 2019 so you got a big old timeline there damn the surreal so knowledge surreal knowledge. <laughs> um yeah and many thanks to the website that i basically sell this off of um, well done website well done website that i'm not going to um say because <laughs> <laughs> because me and ross go like straight on it <laughs> yeah you're being ross, gonna be like, <laughs> um Just like but, that, uh, yeah. yeah so i'm gonna give you the celebrity and the year and then you're gonna tell me the game but first of all, we need buzzers. So, Roscoe, what is your buzz on the dude? Ah, why is it not? Why, why is it not happening? Uh, <laughs> sorry, this never happens. Oh, this, oh, this never happens normally. Oh, oh my God. Oh. <laughs> sorry, I've been shooting too already. Uh, uh, Amy. There you are. There, there it is. There it and is. Millis, what what is your buzzer tonight? We've gone back sir? to the old the old classic. Oh, that was nice. Quiet. That is definitely yours. Yeah. Don't oh, worry, I could hear that. Okay. Uh, it was really quiet though. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've turned it up. It should work better now. Okay. Fabulous. Okay, if you hey are listening. Brain. No. <laughs> no. Are you fighting talk? <laughs> this is why my quizzes are chaotic because of you two. Okay, so if you haven't if you haven't done the quiz before, you've not listened to the pop before, this is your first time. Uh, this is fastest finger first. I will, in this case, read out the celebrity, read the year of the game in which it was released, and then they will hopefully buzz in. First person to buzz in. I like the hopefully <laughs> in that. Hopefully they will buzz in, and I haven't. Hopefully you'll have a clue. Really fucking hard. Um, but uh, hopefully they'll buzz in, and if they buzz in, they get to an- answer the quiz. If they get it right, then they get a point when we move on to the next question. If they get it wrong, it goes to the other person to answer. Um, yes, cool beans. Are we ready? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. So. Okay. Okay. Bye. Question one. Celebrity is Seth Green. Year is 2007. This is going to be a really bad quiz. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but do you want hints? I can give you potentially hints about the games if you really want them. I know that he's Howard the Duck, but I don't think he's been Howard the Duck in the video fuck games. Is Howard the Duck? Howard the Duck is a very obscure Marvel character. Oh, I see. I thought Howard the Duck might have been the like, and you're walking away, wobble, 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 to the very next day. Da, 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 da. No? Okay. No, see, Howard the Duck's money doesn't jiggle, jiggle, it folds. <laughs> True. Okay. He wants to see you um, wiggle, wiggle. Would you would you like a hint? Yes, please. please. (laughs) Considering both of you haven't got it, I'm happy to give the hint out. Okay. So this game has uh, well, the last release was in 2013, and it has, if I'm not mistaken, three kind of three releases in its um, epitaph. I don't know. Three releases in its archive has this. 
like I nearly said the thing out loud then. It has number one, number two, number three. <laughs> uh... Oh, oh. Is it Mass Effect? It is Mass Effect. Yeah, he plays Joker. He does play Joker. Did you, not hear his, um, did you not hear Mars's mic just sort of moving around a bit there? I think it was getting in the way of his keyboard while he was hey, finding hey, out. Hey, hey, don't answer. even start that shit. <laughs> I, I just want to put, put that slither of doubt in your head there, Kat. I'm just thinking. Okay, I, right, I got okay. that perfectly legit. You know, like um, that meme for Eleanor, doubt. Yeah, X. how he uh, press X um, to doubt. Yeah. It, all went, it all went quiet once he went, oh, oh, was it Mass Effects? <laughs> types, types, types. Um, <laughs> mm. um, okay, question two. Kevin Spacey. 2014. Uh, uh, Amy. Ross. Uh, oh, Call yeah. of Duty Advanced Warfare. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Nice. I really did actually have another Call of Duty on here just to like fuck things up, but I was like, that's what you mean. Did you press F to pay your respects though? Was that for Kit Harrington in Infinite Warfare? It actually was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, was like, nice. yeah I was like, no, we can't have to. That's me. Um, okay, question three. Uh, Conan O'Brien, 2019. Oh, 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 oh. oh. Miles, Jesus. Death, Death Stranding. Yes, it is. Well done. Um, do they need to be harder? Because they're going to get harder because you guys are smashing it so far. Um, uh, number four, Terry Crews, 2019. Uh, uh, Amy. Ross? Crackdown 3. Nice. Oh, oh. He was oh, Toby Crews at first. I was like, who the fuck is Toby bloody Cruise? bloody Toby Crews. <laughs> well, that's Sorry, is that, that what you Googled, was it? Toby Crews? Yeah. yeah, I Googled <laughs> it that quickly, yes. <laughs> uh, question five, Matthew Perry, 2011. Oh. Okay, Miles, Miles. I, I just have to make sure. Sometimes it doesn't go through. Uh, oh, okay. Fallout New Vegas. Nice, well done. Is he in Fallout New Vegas? He is, apparently. He shoots you in the head at the start. Oh. Apparently he was such a big fan of the series he has to be in it, and they voiced him. The sad thing is, he's really bad in it. Like he yeah. sounds so oh, disinterested oh. the entire time. He's like, "Well, kid, looks like you've had a bad day." <laughs> it's like, okay, you clearly don't want to be doing this. <laughs> um, uh, uh, question six: uh, Sean C and Bean <laughs> or Sean Bean? Uh, oh fuck. Oh, no, it's too early. I was going to say Goldeneye, but he's not. Oh, you know, not Goldeneye, I'm afraid. That's why I wanted to put the year, because I didn't want any disputes there. Um, Oh! I've got it, I've got it. Yeah? Uh, Fallout, no, 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 no. He said Fallout! No, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't finish, I didn't finish the answer. Didn't finish it. Uh, well, so you answer not, quickly then. <laughs> I'm actually not sure on this one. Uh, Oblivion. It is. Yeah, you're right. Oh, nice. Did your page load? Did it? No, I'm kidding. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm kidding. You did really well there. Uh, yeah, but that was quite a jump from Fallout to Oblivion. No, I'm kidding. Um, this one's uh, the same probably... developer. I'm kidding. This. Okay, so this next one's probably a pretty easy one. So it's going to be like fastest finger first. Oh god. Question seven. William Defoe, 2013. Uh, uh, Amy. Ross. Ross. Fuck, I know this. Oh, come <laughs> on! You do know this. Can I of course I in? know this. It's <laughs> not yet. Is it a David? It's a David Cage game, isn't it? Uh, it might be. <laughs> it might be. Do, 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 do. Oh, it's not beyond. Oh, where's the timer? Is it Beyond Two Souls? Yeah! Oh, yes, yes. oh my well god, you said when you said it wasn't 
Beyonce songs, I was like, oh, Ross. Yeah, oh, I thought you were going to say it's not. And I was going to be like, mate, no. <laughs> I was about to go Detroit. And then my brain went, no, that's the right answer. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he plays like the main the main dude in it. Um, yeah. Alongside Ellen Page. Uh, question. Oh, yeah, that was Elliot my shitting mistake. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Elliot Page. My fucking bad. That was awful of me. Um, okay, that was Apologies. Um, Elliot, Pe- Elliot Page. Um, who is a hottie? Mm, they have great dress sense. Yeah. Um, question eight. Uh, Elijah Wood, 2006. Uh, uh, oh, oh, it's oh, too early. Oh, what? He was, in a, he was in a Ubisoft game in like 2013. Oh. Um, but 2006 must mean that it's it's that freaking game about the bloody. It's a really sweet game, isn't it? It is a very oh, sweet, Oh, it's a sweet lovely game. game. I know it exactly what it is. Game. I know exactly what it is, but I can't think of it. I'm Do out. you? Okay. No, call it. Miles. Um, I actually don't know, but I'm just going to say Fable. Oh, no, but that is a good guess. Um, it's actually the legend of Spyro. He voices Spyro. What? <laughs> yeah. No. Okay, well, that <laughs> wasn't the game the... I was thinking wow, of. Wow, okay. When I was not like, expecting that. When you were like, it's a sweet game, I was like, he is a very sweet dragon, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow. yeah, so they they did like a like a remake-esque stuff like very early. Um, it's not the it's not my Spyro, but it's a Spyro that some people appreciate. Uh, but he, it's like when then. Sparks had a voice as well. Like Sparks shouldn't be voiced. Sparks is voiced by David Spade. Like it's a really strange kind of thing. So and I looked up on YouTube earlier, and you, you can really hear him as well. So well, yeah. Broken Age, that's it. Broken Age. Oh yeah, Broken Age was a good game. He's done loads of games. My God. <laughs> okay, question nine. Uh, Kiva Sutherland, two thousand and fifteen. Miles, I heard you first. <laughs> Metal Gear Solid Five, the Phantom Pain. Nice one, well done. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ross. I thought I'd throw that one in there because he's also done COD. Um, Metal Gear well. Solid, the Phantom Pain. <laughs> it's actually Metal Gear Solid Five. <laughs> Metal Gear Solid Five, the Phantom Pain. <laughs> and uh, last but certainly not least, Patrick Stewart. 2010. <laughs> oh, all right, Miles. It's Oblivion. It's not Oblivion. Oh. 2010. He was in Oblivion as well. Yeah. Miles, but Oblivion was 2006, pal. So. It was, yeah. I didn't listen yeah. to the year. I just had Patrick Stewart went straight for it. More for me. Oh, dear. See, oh. if you took the time, if you had some patience. Are you stalling for time while you Google? No, I'm just looking. <laughs> I'm gonna go for 2006. Well, it's not the year I knew. I want the um, it's 2010, babe. I said. Oh, 2010. I apologise. Yeah. Let me just have a. Let me just. Uh, wish <laughs> it's definitely googling it right now. Yeah. This is bullshit. Ross, you have five seconds to quickly I, answer. I'm gonna go this. for uh, Felix the Reaper. Okay, that is wrong. I'm afraid. Yeah. But uh, you tried. You tried googly hard. Did you just was Google it, 2010 wrong. games? Was it? Was it Charlie's Angels? No, it's Castlevania. <laughs> Oh, there's a oh. Castlevania Laws of Shadow. Um, I've just got Castlevania down, but apparently, he is it Symphony of the Night? I don't know. I've just got Castlevania down. Do you know what? Actually, I didn't put what it actually was down because I was like, <laughs> I will accept Castlevania. Uh, uh, he also did a voice in the Elder Scrolls for Oblivion. <laughs> he did, he did, did he? do that, he yeah. did do that, but it was uh, the wrong, the wrong year. year. I'm afraid you're four years out. 
Anywho, uh, well done, guys, because that it was, was a good Lords quiz. of Shadow, by that the way, in the Castlevania. Fun quiz. It was. It was. Uh, Miles, well done. You got five. Fuck. Um, and Ross, you got three. I'll take that. Yeah. Nice. Well done, guys. That was a fun quiz. Yay. I've actually completely run out of themes now. So if you guys have any themes <laughs> that you want me to do, what about Metal Gear Solid theme one? What about no? What about the history of Sonic the Hedgehog? <laughs> You've already had all those questions. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anywho. Yeah. The mastermind so, idea that came up the other That week mastermind was so idea is a good shout, but I think it needs some planning. Yeah, um, well, yeah, we will we'll, it'll be a few weeks, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be a few weeks in the making. So it between. might be fun. It would be fun. Um, I might hit up the Slack and maybe start arranging a couple of those to happen like maybe once a month or something. Mm, um, that'd be sick. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. Yeah. Cool beans. Maybe we can make it a guest thing as well. Like, so if anyone else wants to come and guess. I, don't I know. would love to mastermind Chris Scullion on like old that'd Nintendo games. Sick, oh, my God. But what would Chris Scullion choose? That's the thing. He, he's yeah. literally a mastermind. He'd pick everything. He wouldn't care. And the thing like, is, we all, all have games. to come together and pick <laughs> the questions because I wouldn't be able to do that by myself. That's um, the thing. You could go, what was his specialty subject? All video games. <laughs> yeah. In yeah. the original Silent Hill, who was the fourth character that you run into? He'd probably know. <laughs> yeah. Who's the third person that comes up in the credits? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, I well that. Done, I was, yeah, I did that. <laughs> I remember that. Good old Scully. Uh, thank you very much, Kat. That was a lot of fun. No worries at all. Um, right, let's talk about, well, my God. I mean, it's difficult to know where to start, really, at the moment, because we have all the video games ever announced, ever, in the history of the world, ever. Now, you may think that the that it's actually been a weirdly quiet June summer season for video games, and I think that's probably true to, if you look at, like, AAAs, the AAA studios have been very quiet. Nintendo haven't said anything. Ubisoft haven't said anything. Square Enix have a Final Fantasy thing coming up uh, this month. And Capcom's is tonight. We're going to miss that. We're going to do that next week. Um, but it's just so many games. Um, I want to do a quick recap of the Xbox conference. Um, we're not going to talk about it too long because, well, there's a three-hour podcast about it just below this one. Um, and that goes into some extreme detail about these games. Um, it's, it's a fantastic listen. So do make sure you check it out. Um, but I wanted to sort of share my thoughts on it and um, if they uh, kind of like coalesced with Cats and Mars and then we'll talk about um, the best of the rest. So anything that we've seen from the other shows, whether it be Devolver or the Future Game Show or the Wholesome Direct or every other bloody show that has been in. The Steam Next Fest, I mean, no one's got time for that. Um, we might, <laughs> I just haven't got time for that right now. <laughs> I can't watch another conference and the Steam Next Fest is absolutely enormous, but... There are loads of demos on Steam to check out. So if anything catches your eye, it's well worth a look. Um, so one night away from the Xbox showcase. Um, Kat, what was your, I don't know if anyone asked you, what was your overall takeaway from the whole show? <laughs> I think my overall takeaway, and this not only stands for, I guess, like Xbox, but I think overall, and maybe this is best seven, 10 minutes, but you know what I'm going to say next, what I forget, is... Um, that last year it really felt like the indie games had swooped in and saved the day and we were really excited about all this amazing creativity and art that was coming up and that was finally getting the spotlight and that's no less this year but I think people were expecting with the year break and the year kind of like you know that recap not recap that kind of pause that we've had where there have been a lot of delays and there was a lot of working from home and unable to make studios that people felt at least from my timeline's perspective that 
there was going to be some, you know, big guns this year because of what maybe had been in the shadows last year that the Indies were, you know, being in front of and kind of saving the day upon. And it kind of hasn't felt like that. Um, so that's my overall general impression. There's still been some really great games. There's still been some, you know, some hits, some misses, and um, some kind of cool stuff that I'm looking forward to in the next 12 months. I think I think where, where it's fallen down a bit is that I think maybe at the end of every every pod, we were like, wow, you know, the Indies have done this for the games industry. They've really saved the day. I can't, can't wait for the next 12 months. But also next year will be really interesting to see what, see what has been in the scenes. And then we've come to the Games Pass and everyone's like, oh, hit miss, hit miss you know, kind of some yeah. stuff that's... So that's my overall impression. In terms of the Xbox show, um, yeah, hit and miss again. Like I said, I, my three words last year were better last year. Um, there's some really cool IPs in there that are looking really, really suave that I've, you know, not seen. And also there's some heavy hit and returns that I cannot wait to dive into. Um, my highlights from the Xbox were Flint Rock. Can, like, that's my absolute highlight. I think that is almost very, like third person it just looked freaking awesome it just very adventurous literally swooped and he's got plague talent that's what i mean took his big arms and you know just like swap the take you know like when someone takes the blanket and wraps it all up and he's like goodbye Mm. (laughs) um no power to him because uh he'll rock that and uh yeah um uh diablo 4 that looked great you know i've only played one diablo um Mm. and Oh, that was a okay. Wait, wait for you to get into that. Um, Plague Tale obviously looks great. There was a great game called Ravenlock, which kind of looks cool, and then Lightyear Frontier, which was that uh, kind of robot-y, um, farm management explorative space game. Yeah. Um, so those were my highlights from the Bethesda Microsoft showcase. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think I care about Starfield. I don't think I cared <laughs> I don't ca- about... Wait a I minute, care. I don't care about Starfield. I don't care about Starfield. It wasn't, you know, it didn't enamor me. Uh, like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think I think me and you have always had the opinion of, like, it was a title screen. It was a fucking title screen last year. Like, what are we excited yeah. about in this situation? And then it, it comes on today, and I think people have over- exceeded their expectations, and for some people, it's really not about them at all. Um, for me, they could have showed me not not the title screen last year, and they could have showed me this this year, and I don't think I'd have cared any more or less. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's my that's my takeaway. Um, awesome. I've I've I'm kind of with you really on the games mm-hmm. that um, that I kind of enjoyed. Um, my absolute highlight was Lightyear Frontier. Yeah, doesn't um, it fucking look cool, man? Stardew Lightyear Valley Frontier. with robots. Yes, please. Yeah. That's what I took away. Purple corn, watering your farm plants with guns. Yep, I'm all about that. I'm all about that. Was that the one that dibs? Yep. You fucker. <laughs> <laughs> you fucker. I was like, yeah, don't worry, because I got like it from there. Well, fuck me then. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you're smashing. It looks great. It looks really good. Looks I can't wait to play that. It looks really, really fun. Yeah. Um, it really was the highlight of the whole thing for me. Um. I haven't seen every trailer because I was working and there are far too many. But mm-hmm. um, I, was sort of, I sort of was guided by what you guys were saying about certain things. Sure. Um, so I went to check out a few little things. Forza, Hot Wheels, I'm all over that. Yeah. Um, that's going to be amazing. Um, I've got to pay for it. But, you know, whatever. Um, I don't like paying for stuff on Xbox. I have, a ga- I have Game Pass. All right, guys? Stop charging me for shit. Um, uh, Requiem, of course. Um, yeah. Should have put a date in there, but um, other than that, it's fine. 
Um, the Rucker Blade Point I thought looked pretty cool. Yeah. Um, that looked like a good old time. Um, and then yeah, Grounded. I'm never gonna play Grounded. Um, like, Toby reminded me that that was the one where you can have the no arachnophobia or whatever. Sure it's was. Called. Sure yeah, was. And yeah, and I remember listening to that pod. I don't know if you heard me yesterday say like I remember before I was part of Finger Puns laughing my ass off on my bedroom floor because you were telling me mm-hmm. about how you turned the slider down. And they were like blobs. Yeah, and they still, <laughs> but they still make the sound, and so it's if if they're behind you, it's still <laughs> fucking scary. I would, do you know what? I appreciate that because if that was the same with wasps, no, thank you, my mom. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not afraid of any other insect, but I'm not having big ass spiders chasing me around the <laughs> garden. It's just not happening. Grounded looks oh. really cool. I reckon I can really get into it, but no, they ruined it. They ruined it. Um, Starfield, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know I'm gonna play. I'm, I'm gonna check it out and see what see what it's all about. But um, yeah, yeah, I'm not hyped for it by any means. Um, oh, I also forgot to mention um, Araban. Araban was also a highlight oh, yeah. of mine. Loved, loved the look of Araban. Kind of looked a lot like Flintlock. So one of my almost... biggest takeaways was uh, Blizzard shouldn't have had so much of the fucking spotlight. Oh. Um, it made me kind of ill to see Diablo Four get so it did, much. Yeah, time. It, yeah, that made me kind of icky. At first, I was very much in that like kind of boat. Um, mm. But then, like after the conversation that we had last night, I was like, Do you know, what? I appreciate the game. I don't like the studio that's coming from, but I'm I'm willing to I'm willing to, to open my eyes a little wider because it's under Microsoft. Do you know what I mean? Like they're no longer. But it's not officially I'm, yet, though, is no, it? No, I know, I know. But and there was something that really bothers me about it is that I can't celebrate their games until some we know that something is done. Yeah, and, and that's you know, I was actually thinking that today as I wrote down Diablo Four, I was like, you know, as much as I thought, yeah, that looks like a cool game. <laughs> Like Overwatch 2 going free to play is just please suck our dicks again. <laughs> please. There's no way, there's no way that game was free to play until these allegations came out. I yeah, absolutely guarantee Fortnite. it. <laughs> That's what Miles said, actually. Mm. He said that it was not intended to, to be. No, I completely agree. Um Miles, 24 hours later, have you uh have you got any games that you're more interested in now or that less interesting or games that Games that you uh, you're still pretty hyped about. Um, I think my opinions remarkably, my opinion does tend to change uh, a day or two afterwards on most of these showcases, but this time it really hasn't. Um, I feel like it was a showcase full of lots of things, none of which particularly set the world alight or particularly made me think, "Damn, you know, it's important to have an Xbox right now." I feel like this is another year where you can kind of get away with not having a next gen console so far. Um, because Starfield really underwhelmed. I actually went back and watched it again because I thought maybe I'm just being biased for some reason or just unreasonable. And I watched it back and I actually didn't like it even more the second time I watched it. The gameplay just looks so floaty and the combat just looks really not very good. Um, <clears throat> I love the ship customization stuff of it and the idea of the size of the world inspires and also scares me because I still think it's going to be filled with lots of nothingness and empty space. I hope I'm wrong. I really do. But that was their mic drop moment. And I really feel like it was 
more like they just didn't pick the mic up in the first place. So yeah, that one was mm. disappointing. Um, I think I'm the only one who likes the look of Scorn. I don't know if I'm just a horrible human being or something, but there's something about that game that just morbidly intrigues me, even though I described it yesterday as fleshy. Um, fleshy, yeah, is... I, I like that. I like that. <laughs> yeah, it's proper revolting, but I don't know. There's something about it that's like, it's kind of cool. And I want to see if they can make it a good game as well as just a horrible, like disgusting atmosphere. Um, yeah, I... Do you know what? I was thinking about it today. I was like, do you know what? I actually can't remember a lot of the games on there unless I'm reminded of them. And I think that says a lot about how inspired or lack thereof it was. I think Plague Tale looked great. I'm glad that we got to see a bit more of it. But again, it's getting its own extended thing in a couple of weeks' time, which kind of begs the question of why it was here, especially given it's also going to be on PlayStation as well. Um, Yeah, I felt like it was a middling thing where there were lots of decent games, but nothing that really made me think, damn, you know, the next 12 months is going to be really good. Um, mm. I think I'm quite happy with where I'm at at the moment. And like I said yesterday, I just don't think there's any Sony exec watching that and thinking, oh, we've got to buck our, our ideas up for this year. I think they'll be watching that quite quietly confident that Xbox doesn't have enough to really rival their output at the moment. Um, but yeah, who knows? Maybe they've got a surprise up their sleeve, someone other than I. Maybe. Um... Like dropping Goldeneye. I mean, yeah. Where was Goldeneye? Where was Perfect Dark? I know it's had development issues. Yeah, the Outer Worlds too. Where was it? They really, they really, they really like hamstrung themselves by going games for the next twelve months. Yeah, because that left out basically their entire output. Yeah. Um, we had no Banjo, no Goldeneye, no Gears, no Halo, no Indiana Jones, no Avowed, no Contraband, no Fable, no Perfect Dark, no Everwild. It's like. These are your heavy hitters, guys. Uh-huh. Even if it's just a little, a CGI, a little, just like these games are coming still. You know, what the hell? Yeah, could have just been the, like a compilation at the end. Even if, like, no one's going to mind if it's just like a, like late 2023. They want to know it's coming. And they want to see a little bit of, you know, a, a little bit of gameplay. Like Contraband, that was announced last year. We had a CGI trailer. <laughs> Fuck all. No, nothing about that game. Yeah. What's a year later, nothing. Nothing. Nothing, no, nothing. Avowed, nothing. You know, Fable, Fable has, you know, it's it, it's gone through its uh, problems, so it's gonna. I think that's gonna be years away, but you know, and of course, Perfect Dark has as well. But Microsoft, these are your IP. This is your IP. What are you? Why are you hiding them away? Yeah, and that was the problem with it because people left like, oh, where's all the good months. stuff? Cool. Yeah. And that that is unfortunate because Microsoft probably have got a lot of really cool stuff to go. And I can't wait to see all the new kind of Indiana Jones and Contraband and Avowed and Fable and Perfect Dark. But, you know, I know they're years off, but just a little taste, a little taste. Just a little something. A little something. But yeah, I really think they went the wrong route in the whole 12 months thing because it's like, well, great, but it wasn't a massively interesting output. No, I agree. And so... Mm. Yeah, and Starfield. I don't want to play Starfield, but I'm going to play Starfield. It's on Game Pass, so I might as well. I think that's you it. <laughs> I was like, I think it was the first time Toby said it yesterday, but I was like, I think it was the first time I was like, I'll actually just try that on Game Pass, and I probably won't like the combat that much, but I'll like to sort of explore the world for a bit and then I'll hop out of it. So, so it's such an interesting thing about Game Pass, isn't it? Is that, and I heard, like you said, Ross, I heard Toby say so many times. There's no reason for me not to now because I can jump in for it, play it for 10 minutes, get a vibe and, and jump out. 
And I think that's maybe an advantage to Game Pass and a disadvantage to the games on Game Pass. Yeah. Because yeah. It, it's like, you know, if we spend, say, I don't know, 50 quid on a game. I mean, if I'm going to spend 50, 60 quid on a game, even if I fucking hate it, I'm going to make myself play that shit for like eight hours because I spent 50 quid on it, which then might in turn make me love it because I didn't realise this happens in the story or there's a big turn an hour and a half in. I guess the, the problem with game, not the problem, but maybe the kind of, I guess, double-edged sword with Game Pass is that people can do exactly what Toby's going to do and quite rightfully, because he's paying the money for, for these subscription, he has no reason to be like, oh, no, that doesn't seem my vibe. And it's it's good that it seems his vibe and he jumps in, but it also could mean not as much gameplay for the games if you know they don't deliver in the first hour or so. Yeah. Now there's kind of like it almost turns into pilot season um, of TV. It's like if your first hour of gaming is ripping, catching, people are going to jump out if it's on Game Pass. Yep. Yep. And it's a space shooter. It's like we saw a lot of those in the summer games. <laughs> Another one. And it's like Another Starfield, one. when you Another boil it down. One. DJ Khaled. Um, <laughs> you know, like when you uh, when you boil it down, it's a shooter in space. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, that's not new. You know, I would have liked a, a third person action adventure in space. That would be cool. Yeah. Um, I'd be well, I'd be more intrigued if I didn't see just a bunch of guns, to be honest. Um, I would have liked to have seen like a, a mix between No Man's Sky and Skyrim. You know, No Man's Skyrim. That's exactly what I wanted. Um, but it wasn't to be. The faces, like the way that they do the interactions of the characters. Oh, is God, this game, as is, well. this game is so not done. <laughs> I just don't so get it. Like, we moved past this way of interacting with characters like a decade ago. I don't know why they're clinging on to this old school style of like these stilted interactions with people. It's just no. Nah. But we love that. We love that. Um, we love that Bethesda jank. I, I love mean... that they included it <laughs> in their first gameplay of the most anticipated <laughs> game of all time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like that statement at the start is like the most anticipated game of the last 20 years. I was like, that's a bold statement. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I remember I was talking about that being like, and do you know what? Um, Miles thought it must be Elder Scrolls 6. It must be. Like, mm. but I think it's very fucking bold. I was not rolling around, you know, hitting crates with Crash Bandicoot thinking, oh, when Star Fox going to come out? 20 years ago? No. No, I was not. I don't even know. I'm not even convinced that she's talking about Starfield. I'm still trying to rack my brain whether she's actually talking about Flight Fucking Simulator because I'm like, well, I'm sure more people have anticipated that than they have Starfield. But 20 years is bold. Yeah. How bold of you to assume that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Pelican's in Flight Simulator, isn't it? Yeah. Drafts. Drafts, mate. We literally were like, ah, there's a Ross moment. Yay. Yeah, the whole time I was just, I was, I was following it on Twitter mostly. And the whole time I was like, come on, where's Bond? Where's Bond? Come on, just drop Bond. Finish with Bond. That'll be brave. I like that. Finish with Goldeneye. That'll be sweet. Okay, from Starfield. There's still time. Phil Spencer's coming out. Give me that, but just give me day and date. Just shadow drop Goldeneye so I can play it tonight when I'm lying in bed. That'll be awesome. <sighs> it was a sad time. But you never know. Um, Chris Gullion had a good point on Twitter. If it's going to be announced, it may be announced at the Nintendo Direct, um, which is still yet to be announced. But if that's going to happen, it'll probably happen there, um, just because of the Nintendo connection. So we'll see. I just want to play Goldeneye again, Lars. You know, that's all I want to do. I'm not we asking all, for much, am I? We all want to play Goldeneye again. I don't know why they keep teasing us with it in such a way. They're just been a little bit horrible, to be honest. Come on, Phil. Yeah. Come on, Phil. Sort it out, mate. Um, yeah, come on. 
like just make it happen. I know you're playing it. We can see all the achievements popping on trueachievements.com. So just get on with it. Make it happen. Um, anyway, of course, that wasn't just the Xbox show. There was an absolute megaton of game shows this week. And we thought we'd try and break down some of our favorite stuff from the rest of it. And there's just so many games, so many games. So um, I've got I've got three or four that I want to talk about, but nothing, nothing really more than that. Um, I'll start with Miles. Uh, start with Miles. Yeah, I'll start with Miles. Why not? I just said Miles. So let's start with Miles. Uh, Miles, hey man. Hello. Um, the best of the rest. What do you see from other shows that you were particularly excited about? So I didn't watch. Was it Day of the Devs? I didn't get around to watching that one. Um, I checked out Devolvers. I gathered there wasn't that much in it, but I liked the look of Angerfoot, which is like this cartoony style first person shooter where you wander around and you kick in doors and shoot it. Loads of cartoon characters. It looks nuts. It looks very Devolver. Wicked, really into that. Uh, Gorilla 3 had quite a few. Like, I was looking up the highlights from this, and the page was never ending. There were so many games, it was like a two and a half hour stream of just games. Um, there was one called From Space, uh, it was a twin stick shooter, looked pretty cool. Uh, Boundary, which was like a multiplayer inspired shooter FPS in space, so you're like floating in zero G around a space station shooting each other. Thought that was wicked. Um, Alalath, Alalath, I don't even know how to say that one. Uh, Diablo action RPG type one. There's a first person horror on there called Madison that looked quite cool. I'm interested to check that out, but I'm a bit wary that's going to end up like in sound mind. So I hope it's better than that. Uh, there was a hack and slash called Batara. Um, looked very um, Devil May Cry ish with its hack and slash mechanics. Quite like the look. Um, and then there was one that was a kind of nerd game for me, which was a little bit two point like. I thought Cat might be interested in this, but it is only on Steam. Um, it was Flat Eye, um, and it's where you kind of manage. I think it's like a medical center or like a pharmacy type thing. Um, and then last but not least, there was The Cub, which is an Untold Tales and Demagogue Studio game. So of course, I love the look of it, and it's set in the Golf Club Unit. Golf Club Wasteland Universe, that was a mouthful. Um, so the art style was absolutely gorgeous. Uh, the music was great, and it looks like a decent platformer to boot as well. And nice. then I think I also checked out the future game first. There was Outpost, a co-op survival base building thing that looked wicked. Uh, Luto, Lato, don't know what I've written there. Um, but it's like an FPS horror where you're uh, stuck in a house um, and you can't leave it, and there's something kind of wandering around after you. Uh, Morbid Metal, a Devil May Cry style hack and slash again, being made by one person. And honestly, check out the trailer for that one. It looks wicked and the graphics are really cool. Um, and then Enemy of the State, there was a top-down shooter where you're a criminal um, working your way up a criminal empire. That's coming out in 2024. I was like, that's a bit weird to release that so early. Um, and the very last one that I saw was Serial Cleaners, where you go around clearing up crime scenes from mob bosses. So you go yeah, to a house and everyone's shot. Cool. It looks wicked, doesn't it? I was like, damn. And that's such an interesting concept for a game as well, of going in and like sorting out the mess that's normally left behind by video game players. Um, so yeah, that one looked cool as well. And uh, yeah, those are my main picks from the rest of them. Good old boundary. Greg played that at EGX like three years ago before COVID times. Oh, really? Yeah, it's been around for a while now. Oh, I didn't realise that. Was oh, yeah. it any good? Yeah, he loved it. He loved it. I think him and Sean played, uh, played a few levels and uh, yeah, they really enjoyed it. Oh damn! I want. I really want to check it out. I was watching the gameplay. And I was like, "Holy shit! You're actually like zero G in space shooting at people. Like, it's cool. I like mm. it." Well, now you got that beefy old laptop. There might be a demo out there. You never know. Oh, don't. There's like there's so <laughs> many on here that were like PC, and I was like, "Oh, I was like, oh wait, hang on, I can play it now." <laughs> yeah. Um, cat, your favorite from the rest of the shows? 
So I did a lot of cribbing today, don't tell my boss, and I managed to watch the Day of the Devs, the Wholesome, the Devolver, the Summer Games Fest, and the Gorilla Collective. Holy <laughs> shit! Yeah. So, did you do any work today? I did some of my own. Like, yeah. mm, okay. <laughs> but we got to say that. Um, so obviously, as I said, um, my favourites from the Xbox, the Day of the Devs, a couple that kind of looked pretty cool uh time flies looked intriguing it kind of reminded me of the breaking bad fly episode <laughs> um we saw a little bit of planet of lana that still looks very cool um there was i don't know if you caught this ross there's a game called a little to the left and it's essentially like unpacking it's like a tidy up game where you have yeah. like little mini puzzle games um i want it yeah it looks cool looks cool oh bear uh, and breakfast that, right that's it. If Toby's going to stonk that whole fruit table, bad breakfast is mine. <laughs> I'm, I'm going in. I'm going in. Um, uh, Roots of Pasha looks amazing. It's like this Stone Age Stardew Valley Harvest Moon game, and it looks super cool. That's definitely on my watch list. And that actually was uh, kind of in a, in a few couple of um, other showcases as well. And then there was this weird game called Bath. I love a quirky game. And this quirky game is where you're really lonely in this um, apartment. And so what you do is you find bones and organs and create your own little lonely friend. It it looks really strange and I'm here for it. Um, The Wholesome Game Fest, uh, there was loads I'd actually played. Witchwood was on there, Button City was on there. Um, There was loads of stuff where I was like, oh, I played that, I played that, I played that. Um, I just want to work for them because I think what a great, <laughs> what a great studio, um, what a great bunch of teams. Uh, but they, they, um, yeah. Um, Devolver. The only thing that really caught my eye was Devolver was Cult of Lamb, but even then, I think. Um, and the Gorilla Collective. I've had my eye on this for a while, and that's Garden Path. Um, that is like similar to. I guess like Stardew Valley and all that. It's it's you're in a garden. There's like vegetable friends. I'm not really selling it. Um, and it's done in like a sketchy book design. Um, it was on Kickstarter last year, and they're releasing it on Steam. And they've managed to get enough subs to kind of port it to Nintendo Switch. Um, so uh, yeah, so that that was kind of showed in there. And there was something called Fall of Porcupine as well. So there was lots, lots on my like radar. Not any that I'm kind of gonna kick a kid for, um, but <laughs> but lots on my radar um, from those. Places. Well, no, it sounds like you were gonna kick a kid for Baron the Elephant. I Baron Baron the Elephant Baron Breakfast. Yeah, I might kick a kid for that. Where did the elephant come from? Sorry. I don't know where the elephant. Baron Breakfast. I would play a game called Baron the Elephant. Why wouldn't I? Yeah, yeah. I know. I might kick a kid for Baron Breakfast. Yeah. Maybe even Roots of Pasha. I think those two. If yeah. Um, yeah, uh, from yeah. them. Cool. Yeah, so that those are my favourites. A lot of management games, a lot of like quirky games as well. Like Time flies that you're a fly. What what can you possibly do as a fly? I don't know. I want to check it out. Mm. That kind of collecting bones and organs. Don't know. I want to check it out. Yeah. Little to the left, you know. I I want to feel the same vibes as unpacking. You know, all about quirks. Quirks this year, rather. You're gonna have to um, apply for the wholesome direct next year and see if you can get a job with them. I, honestly. <laughs> Honestly, I was like, hire me. Like I was watching this and I was like, this, this is like all of my jam. Like every single game, like every fourth game, I was like, shut up. I reviewed that one and I reviewed that one and I reviewed that one. And I played that one. And it was, yeah, it was Lake was on there. 
um, yeah. Yeah, Lake Richwood, Bottom City, like loads of stuff was on there. I was like, damn, this is, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna, you know, if you're listening, anyone from Wholesome, you know, <laughs> I could be your enthusiastic Wholesome cat, you know? Yeah. yeah. She's got experience now hosting podcasts. So, exactly, uh, exactly. You can just, you can just <laughs> imagine that. You can have a whole wholesome podcast going on. Oh, my God, that would be amazing. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so those are my, those are my picks. Um, nice. Yeah, what about you? Um, well, I've got a few from, uh, I mean, Skate Story is, like, the number one from Devolver. Okay. I mean, it was, it was it's, it's a 3D skate game, but you play as a guy made of glass, and... If you fall, you just like fall into a million pieces. Oh, I it did is, see that. I did see it that. It is a gorgeous looking game and uh, something Devolver would sort of get behind, you know, something quirky and wild. Um, looks really, really cool. Uh, the Plucky Squire from Devolver as well also looked a lot of fun. Um, I'm kind of into that kind of thing. A little bit of adventure, a little bit of sneaking around, a little bit of puzzling. Sounds good to me. Um, Bright Memory Infinite from the Future Game Show um, looks pretty dope. I believe that's coming to consoles as well. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. The Entropy Center is like my number one for this entire week. Um, that game looks really super cool. There's even a write-up about it on thinkingunf.net right now. Um, it's a game where you're on a space station and Earth is basically on fire. And so is your space station. But in order to get off the space station and save Earth, you have to go through portal-like puzzles. So if you kind of think of like portal meets kind of like the puzzling psychopathy of like Superliminal or the Spectrum Retreat, it's got that kind of vibe. Um, and you've got an AI buddy to kind of talk you through it as well. And it sounds and looks fantastic. Um, so do check out the Entropy Center. The trailer is currently on the website. Um, I recommend it highly. Go and check it out. Um, Planet of Lana continues to look amazing uh, from the future game show. I need that game. It's been bloody ages. Just get it out already. Um, I need that in my life. Um, Power World was a game from the future game show that I thought looked really, really cool. Um, it looks so goofy. Like, you know, the idea of riding a giant creature using a minigun while you fire an AR from atop it into a crowd of, you know, whatever the hell that is in front of you. It looks really stupid and it looks like a lot of fun. Um, Harmony's Odyssey, this adventure puzzler from the Wholesome Direct, um, I thought looks really, really lovely. Um, that's the kind of thing I could really get into. I highly recommend checking that one out as well, if you haven't already. And Snacko from the Wholesome Direct. Um, you just plant crops, build towns, befriend a charming cast of characters, and all these characters are cats. So it's like, I mean... Oh my God, day, I did see that. That's yeah. a day one, isn't that's it? <laughs> Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I didn't write that shit down. So I did see that. And I actually think I went back to it to try and get its name, and then I got distracted. Uh, yeah, the Snacko. farming cat venture. Snacko. Snacko is a great title as well. Yeah. Um, that's coming to PC, Switch, PS4, PS5. Um, so dibs on that one. No, I'm kidding. You can take that one. <laughs> um, so yeah, those are my highlights, really. Um, it was it was a, a cracking kind of uh week for video games there's still there's probably loads more that i've missed that i really want to play um but yeah my highlights were definitely away from the bigger shows i think um, because skate story the entropy center and planet of lana look uh stunning so oh i need them in my life um right then let's go into our recommendations this is where we find something that we've seen throughout the week whether it be a video game a tv show a movie or a comic book and we just want to go hey this thing's cool listener you should check it out um, so, uh, Kat, do you want to go first? What's your recommendation this week? Sure. 
what? I was thinking about this, and actually, it's not necessarily a recommendation I've seen, but more of a call to action. And what I want people who listen to do is that some people can feel really intimidated by this week or just by E3 in general. And what I would encourage people to do as a recommendation is look up who publishes or develops your favorite game. And then I would then encourage you to have a look and see if they have a showcase in the schedule or see what they've got coming out in the next 12 months that you might like. Because I think that's a great way to find games that you might like, because a lot of publishers and a lot of developers will back very similar type games. Not always, but, you know, um, there are some, for example, when I love every Annapurna game ever. Um, you know, <laughs> it's bringing out the fucking cat game in like three weeks. It's going to be the shit. Um, but... Yeah, so that would be my recommendation is have a look at your favourite game, look up the publisher or developer and check out their other stuff because there might be some really cool stuff you've missed out on because you might feel too intimidated to look through hours of crap or you might not want to listen to three hours of stuff that you don't know if it's going to suit you or not. Some people love playing games but they just don't know what's out there for them. I would also then, as a second recommendation, read Ross's recommendations if you don't play games very often. Uh, so yeah, that's my recommendation for this week. I'm your recommendation. Um, you're my second recommendation. <laughs> like the article that you wrote, where it's like ten games if you don't play games. Yeah, or, yeah, 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 yeah. Another one. I think Another that's. One. I think that's really fitting for this kind of week, anyway. Um, so if you haven't read it and you're thinking, oh my god, I don't know what I'd like, or I don't know what to get into, but I really want a game where I have a PlayStation Four or Five or Nintendo Switch that I don't use as often. A, read the article, but B, just check out who develops your favourite game and see and check their stuff out because they might have something really cool coming in the next six months. Yeah, and the chances are they probably do. Um, so, yeah, great recommendation. Um, okay, we're going to go to Mars now for a podcast within a podcast where we, where we, where we rank and review Obi-Wan Kenobi, currently on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> How did you know? Um... I just knew it. Yeah, I mean, I was going to go with Metal Health Singers and I forgot that it was going to probably be your game of the week. Um, yeah, I thoroughly recommend that as the actual recommendation. Uh, Kenobi is... Um, hmm. I'm going to go on record hmm. and say that episode four is a bad episode. Yeah, I, yeah I'm yeah, i really glad you said that because I wanted to say it but couldn't quite bring myself to do it. But I'm glad that you have. It's... It was another dumb Obi-Wan, what are you doing? <sighs> Literally. Episode. I feel like most of the season... I d- apparently there are four writers for this show and I'm baffled. Either the four of them couldn't agree on anything and shoveled all of the stuff they all wanted in it, even though they completely contradicted each other, or the four of them never spoke while writing this series. And mm. so they just wrote whatever the hell they wanted. It's it's just not good. Like everything that happens in it doesn't really make sense. There's no kind of context for anything. I really feel like Ewan McGregor got a bit shafted here after all these years of like keeping himself out of it. You finally get some appreciation with the prequels, and now mm. he's in a series which is genuinely quite bad. Like not well written, context is poor. The acting aside from Obi Wan is pretty bad. I just yeah. I don't know. It just shouldn't have been like this. It should have been better. It shouldn't have been like this, man. The, the one my big takeaway from it is that you've got six episodes. They're not yes. even an hour long. Yeah. Why are you saving Leia again? Honestly, why? You've oh. got so much story to tell. And I know that there's a story out there to tell. I know you're kind of making this this one up to fit in the middle of something. <laughs> but still, just, I I finished the episode. I was like, I didn't enjoy that. 
No. And why am I not enjoying Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi? Yeah. Again, you know, when they left, when they when they walked off the, the, um, the station with Leia in his jacket, <laughs> like, you're a fucking Jedi, mate. <laughs> oh, that scene is so bad for There's context. There's got to be some cooler way of doing that. Literally. Surely. So for context, they're literally in a hangar full of stormtroopers and officers full of, stormtroopers. of the Empire. Full of it. Literally full. And it's clearly Obi-Wan. Everyone knows what Obi-Wan looks like in the Empire at this point, surely, because they've been looking for him for days or weeks, however long it's been. And he's literally walking with Leia inside his cloak next to him. Not like carrying her, nothing. Just literally she's walking next to him. It looks ridiculous. I hate Mm -hmm. it. He takes out a stormtrooper while he's inside the station and continues to stealth around. It's like, put the stormtrooper costume on! It would make your life so much easier, Obi Wan. Oh God! The more I think of it, just the worse it gets. And then, like, and then you, they they try and build up a fact that you're that they're about to torture a little girl. Yeah, and it's like, and like the Inquisitor Zella like, you brought us on yourself. It's like, you, what the fuck? This is really messed up. <laughs> it's really like it just. Oh, it actually baffles me, and I'm, I still I'm, find I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. I still find the whole plot weird. Like, if the Empire know, somehow knows that Leia is connected to Obi-Wan, how do they know that? Like, how could they possibly know that? If Obi-Wan has been living on Tatooine ever since the events of Episode 3, how would Leia have any connection to Obi-Wan? And how would the Empire or Grand Inquisitor or whoever it was know that they have a connection? How? And if they do, why isn't Vader on that immediately? Because surely Vader would be able to go, huh, that's weird. She's kind of yeah, like... Why isn't Vader doing do. anything? Yeah! It's his it's his mission, right? Yeah, it is. Like, you're Vader. Go and fucking do it yourself. Also, anyway. The bit can I just one last one. <laughs> yeah, the go bit for in it. episode three where uh the officer lady saves Obi-Wan. She literally shoots a tank and it sets a bit of fire between Darth Vader and Obi-Wan. And the droid then walks in and collects Obi-Wan right in front of Vader. I'm like, he has the force, he can physically lift both of them up, <laughs> pull them over the fire and stab them. But no, apparently fire now stops him doing anything. And you might be thinking, oh, maybe he's traumatized from what happened on Mustafa. Well, it doesn't, doesn't do anything with that. It doesn't give you any indication as to why he's doing nothing. He fucking stands there with his squadron of stormtroopers and does nothing for no reason. It's annoying. Fuck off, Disney. <laughs> it's really sad because you just want more. You just want better for Ewan McGregor, don't you? It deserves better. He you just deserve better. better. Anyway. Um, yeah, that was our weekly roundup of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Join us next week for episode five. <laughs> we have two more weeks of this. We're really sorry, but we're also not. This is where um, we went. Right, back to the Thinking Girls podcast. Um, hi, guys. Welcome back. Uh, my recommendation is, well, it's not really a recommendation because I know everyone's watching it, but I've uh, in my time off last week, I binged uh, the first part of series four of Stranger Things, and it was absolutely brilliant. I think episode four might be the best Stranger Things episode of all time. Um, putting it up there with like the likes of, you know, just classic episodes from this series and probably even better. Um, the tension, everything about it. I was in tears by the end. It was an absolute masterpiece. Um, obviously, I know if you're into Stranger Things, you've already watched it, but it's uh, it's just such great. It's just such great TV. And I'm so sad that the next series is the last series, but I'm not, you know, I'm excited for the fact that there's still more from this series to come. So yeah, I love the fact that each episode is like an hour and a half long. 
that's just brilliant. They're all like little movies at this point. The the the, the uh, finale, which is coming out in July, is two and a half hours long. It's crazy. going. It's I really going want to watch it from like amazing. day one. I want to watch it because I really want to start watching it. Um, I've always wanted to watch it. It's not really Marvel's thing, so I have to find time to do it by myself. And um, I want to, you know, that would be such a good goal, wouldn't it, to be able to catch up by that two and a half hour. Yeah. It's possible. July July 1st. You've got time. I've got time. It's, yeah, it's such a fantastic series. And I'm, yeah, I can't can't recommend it highly enough. Um, All right, then. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to head off now because we've done a lot of podding this week. We'll be back next week with your regularly scheduled podcasting where it's going to go super, super long, but we'll talk about a lot more stuff and hopefully some more news will drop by then and we can talk about that. But until then, thank you very much indeed for listening. Oh God, the pressure is on me now for this, isn't it? Fuck you now. Um, <laughs> don't forget if you do want to... Fuck! <laughs> the pressure is told. Don't forget if you want to follow us, you can follow us absolutely everywhere. Just go to the link tree in the description below to follow us in all the places. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can at F-N-G-R-G-N-S. If you want to follow us individually, all of our Twitter handles are in the description below, except Miles, of course, who's smart and not on Twitter. There you go, Jess. That one was just for you. Well remembered. (laughs) Oh, I should love it. If you you really like what we do, you want to follow our Patreon for $1 a month. You can keep this podcast up on its various podcast testing services and keep the website nice and shiny. All right, I got there. We did it. Well done. And for context for anyone who's listening, Ross got called out on Twitter. Well, Finger Guns got talked, well, Ross did get called out on Twitter by an avid listener who um, missed out Ross saying, Miles is not Miles is not smart. Miles is smart for not having Twitter. I think she mouths it as, as maybe she listens. Who knows? Um, so yeah. I need to get a recording of her doing it. <laughs> audio recording of her doing like a lip sync TikTok. Maybe you need to do the outro on TikTok, and maybe she can then do the TikTok of you lip syncing the sound. That's not a bad idea, is it? That will go so viral. Oh my god! Oh my god! Think of all the think of the numbers. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that is it. Thank you all very much for listening. It is goodbye from Cat. Goodbye. It is goodbye from Miles Thompson. See you later. And it's goodbye from me. I've been Roscoe. We'll see you next time on the Finger Guns Podcast. Running up that hill.